Yes, we are live. Welcome everybody to our first SNL Stats live stream coming to you right after the Kristen Wiig and Dua Lipa season 46 mid-season finale. It is late at night, but I cannot be happy. I cannot be happier to be doing something really special. If you are a regular listener to our show, you know that every Tuesday we have our roundtables featuring a variety of personalities breaking down each week of the show. We will be back for a second show this Tuesday with a great panel. If you want to check out any of our previous shows, though, subscribe to SNL Stats on YouTube or any podcatcher to never miss a show. Joining us tonight to co-pilot this late night ship we're on. First up, he is the host of the That Week in SNL podcast covering all things vintage SNL. Andrew Dick, how are you? I, I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Hey, it's 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> yeah, this is the only way to do it for a mid-season finale. It's very exciting. Um, chat, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear from you guys. So this is going to be an interactive show. And uh, our guy who's going to be monitoring the chat tonight and joining us for incredible conversation that we're about to have. He is one of our super fans and the guy who hosts all of our super fan takeovers. Sammy K, how you doing? I'm doing well. All one of the super fan takeovers we've done so far, but hopefully more in the future. I'm happy like I can be introduced as a host of something. That's like a big, big uh, notch on my resume. So thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, look, I'm really excited to have you guys. Um, like I said, uh, talk to us in the chat. Let us know what your questions are. Sammy will be checking it out. Um, for example, our friend Haskell's here. I can put up his comment, Sammy Night Live, of course. So um, we're going to be talking about everything you guys want to talk about, about this Kristen Wiig uh, midseason finale, which I thought was we had some good, had some bad, but you know we're going to get into it. Let me start with you, Andrew. I know you always come with the hot takes. How did you feel about this week's episode? Oh, uh, man. A little good, a little bad. Uh, where? Okay. So, do, I mean, do we just want to start with, like, our thoughts on Kristen? Well, like, so, yeah, just give me, like, an overall. Like, uh, give me, like, a rating, like, a 1 to 10. Like, how would you feel about everything tonight? Hmm. Man, uh, hard to say, because I think, um, let's see, positives. Uh, Alex Moffat as Biden. Thank God. What? <laughs> finally, we're there. Cast member as uh, the president. Finally. Uh, that's great. Uh, Pre-tapes, I thought they were all great. Um, update, I also thought was, was stellar, front to back. The live stuff, live sketches... Didn't really do much for me. Uh, so, and oh, yeah, Justin already hates this. This this is great. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, Focus on the podcast. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah. So it, it just kept on flip-flopping for me. Like, I was enjoying it, and then I was like, eh, because like, I'm, not, I'm not huge on Kristen's reoccurring stuff, mm. uh, mostly. So that stuff didn't really do it for me. Uh, I didn't really like the shorter form sketches we were getting. I, I actually kind of enjoyed um, the the longer runtime we were getting for some of the sketches. Not so much the cold open, because uh, that wasn't doing it for me. But uh, the, the sketches themselves, I was enjoying the fact that we could let them spread out a bit. Uh, and it seems like we're kind of getting back to the flow that the show has been in the last couple years, where it's just like three, four minutes, go, go, another sketch, another sketch. Uh, so, you know, kind of okay. back and forth for me. All right, Sammy, what about you? Give me your hot takes. 
I kind of, I kind of echo that. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Chris Pratt and Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, something want to do something good, something bad, or a bit of both. It was a bit of both for me. Um, I was glad to see a shorter cold open than usual. Definitely, um, you know, didn't drag or anything like that. And uh, what we saw of Alex Moffat's Biden, first off, just to echo your sentiment, like, thank God. Um, really happy that someone in the cast is back in the, the president's chair, but we didn't see a ton of his Biden. So I am curious from a behind the scenes standpoint, you know, I, I know me and John were talking earlier about whether or not we would see a Biden tonight based on the Jim Carrey news. So that was um, a pleasant surprise, but also you know, I don't have a read yet on uh, his take on the character. Um, but, you know, it was a Kristen Wiig episode. So, um, you know, when you have a former cast member come back to host, um, you know, you're going to see some recurring sketches. And, um, you know, definitely those weren't some of my favorite of Kristen Wiig's characters, but I think they were fine. You know, they kind of have to, you know, check, check the box there. But um, a lot of the pre-tapes really, really enjoyed those. Um, the, the Grinch sketch was just bizarre. Um, and and I, I had some enjoyment out of that. Um, and just having a long update again, like it, it, that, that was really like the heart of the show for me this time around. So uh, overall, I'd say more good than bad in this episode. And, you know, having someone like Kristen kind of steering the ship is, you know, you're, you're going to get a, a solid episode, I think. For sure. And, and you know, this is what I want to say. Um, Kristen Wiig, everyone, you know, has different feelings about her. Everyone either loved her time in the show or maybe you were annoyed with all the recurring sketches and, you know, you you had, but either way, you're going to have strong opinions about the Kristen stuff. And I, I, I want to talk about those things, but I have to say, as soon as this thing happened on screen tonight, Alex showing up as Biden, I would say that is the best thing that's happened to SNL. Probably if, the, you know, if, if this is the steps that they're going to take moving forward, I would say politically in the last maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, um, just the decision to, um, you know, regardless of whether it was a Jim Carrey decision or it was a creative decision on the show to then move forward with a cast member who frankly was completely underutilized. And then, yeah. you know, and, and everybody has agrees that Alex has so much potential. And then to give him this role, which could potentially define his SNL career, I would say, like, I don't think this is a hot take. I think this is the best thing that SNL could have done. And this was like their Christmas gift that they gave to all of us for 2021. Andrew, do you agree with me? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess uh, Alex was was trending on Twitter for a while as well. So uh, we're not the only ones that were happy to see him in the role, even though it lasted you know, 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, very quick uh, thing there. But uh, yeah, it, it, it just feels like why? Why haven't we been doing this sooner? Like, just what? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad we're here, though. I'm glad we're finally here. Me too. Me yeah. too. And and Sammy, uh, I, I don't know if I scrolled past me, but do we have a question in the chat about like why potentially the news broke earlier in the uh, in the day or something? Um, um, think, let me let me try to find that. If yeah, that was, I think uh, I, I think I got it. So got uh, it? yeah. So AK Syndrome says, "Here's my question: Why do we think that the show and Carrie announced his departure from playing Biden rather than have it be a surprise on air?" Um, hmm. That is a really good question. Um, now, hmm. we don't know all the ins and outs of, you know, how this story came out today, how it was published, you know, today at one o'clock on a Saturday. Um, my opinion is always that, you know, SNL likes to have their news happen on air. I don't think this was an intentional choice by the show to say, um, you know, like, sorry, you know, you're not going to see Jim anymore. Um, 
because why would they want why would they do that i don't know like it it just it seems like a bizarre choice if that was the case yeah um now saying that, um, you know, we had like Jesse David Fox on the podcast last week, and he was talking about his conversation with Lauren in the preseason. And part of that conversation was, "Hey, we're going to bring in Jim to play to play Biden." Like that was a big deal, and that was a big announcement on the show's part. So I don't think that the show is suddenly going to put out a press release today and say, "Hey, like you know, we're we're giving up on this idea." Like I don't think they have that intention, but I certainly think that the goal of the show tonight was to have this surprise happen on air and for it to be super exciting. And potentially as long as Alex doesn't screw it up, uh, you know, for this to be the launching point for whatever we're going to see next year. Well, and it seems like they were kind of warming themselves up for it. Cause the last two, uh, cold opens also were pr- cameo free, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think they were testing the waters there of like, can we do this again? Is this something? Oh, okay. People appreciate this. Now we can go, you know, whole hog. Uh, as Joe says, yeah, we're, we're slowly weaning ourselves off the cameos. Thank God. Cause uh, just yeah. after four or five years of that, it was just like, you know, I think uh, everybody was just getting to the point where it's like, please use your bloated cast. I mean, it's like you have a, the, the biggest cast you've had in 45 years and uh, you're still uh, utilizing cameos and stuff. And it feels pointless. You know, it didn't like the whole Jim Carrey gambit. I don't think really added anything like I don't think that was anybody's favorite SNL presidential impersonation ever maybe possibly for somebody but i I would say largely uh didn't do much for anybody so yeah and and and, and also sammy they have five weeks now or four weeks like uh, we're assuming the show comes back uh you know following the inauguration uh even even uh colin said tonight like this is the last show with trump as president so it's under like the show is basically saying hey we're coming back on the 23rd of january you have four or five weeks now nail down whatever this take is that Alex is going to start with, because, you know, this is the time, you know, spend this, this off season or this mid season break to, to develop whatever this take is going to be on Biden as we move forward. Well, what I need from SNL is a um, SNL meta behind the scenes sketch. When we come back uh, from the break um, of the gym, like a behind the scenes of the Jim Carrey episodes and Alex Moffat in the background, just like, you know, perfecting his own take on the character. Um, yeah, no, it's, it is interesting the way they decided to just kind of pull them out for 30 seconds, be like, hi, this is Biden. Now we're doing this and then bring him out. It's, it's very interesting that they didn't do a big kind of coming out party for this new take. Cause theoretically, unless it ends up being like a Taron Killam situation where they try it for an episode or two, and then, you know, they, they move on and maybe they bring Sudeikis and mm. you know, this is going to be a big thing as you're saying for, for Alex Moffat. Uh, I, I personally, not to get on too much of a tangent, but uh, I'm so sick of SNL and, and you know, full stop. I'm sick of these announcements for these cameos and roles being announced in the press. But I, we touched on this a little bit, but uh, I said that when Jim Carrey um, was first cast, it's like, great. I, I love finding out my, um, you know, SNL uh, information on a new big cast change from like a like a press release and the same thing happened today it wasn't a press release but a tweet of you know not having that surprise i mean i think that's part of the show uh has been in in its history and kind of since 2016 with baldwin they kind of have you know made it a big deal doing the you know 
uh, you know, promo with, you know, Trump in the makeup and Biden in the makeup. So I, I'm kind of sick of that. Not asking now. I'm sick of that aspect of what the show has been doing recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, any, anything interesting coming by in the chat? Any questions um, before we start getting into some of the uh, wig sketches from tonight? Uh, let's yeah, you, see. You take a look and then I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, ask, yeah. I'll ask Andrew. Uh, is there one particular sketch or pre-tape that you really want to talk about that you're like, okay, this really did it for me tonight? Hmm. I mean, I, I, I the, the Christmas present one uh, was was fun. It, it was, you know, kind of like we, we've been there a little bit before with SNL. Like it didn't really go any places I didn't expect from it, but it was fun enough. Um, I really the teacher thing I thought was great because uh, just a, anything with Ego, like she's just been killing it lately. And uh, I, I thought she just smashed uh, that role just banger line after banger line for me, uh, so that was good. And was there a third pre-tape? I'm I'm forgetting now. Um, no, there was only two tonight. Um, oh, okay, there, there right. was only supposed to be two tonight. Um, yeah. So so uh, okay. So the, yeah, that that those pre-tapes were fine. Like they were very serviceable, I think. Um, but uh, I, I, Sammy, I keep seeing like everyone in the chat saying like, "Is this Kate's last episode? Is this Kate's right. last episode?" Yeah. Uh, this this was not Kate McKinnon's last episode. Of no. SNL. No. Like I, I, I thought, thought for a second, the second I half of the show. Second. Yeah. 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 It, it, it wasn't Kate McKinnon's last episode. Uh, yeah. You know, are we heading towards this being you know the Kate McKinnon's last season on the show? Probably. But uh, this is not Kate McKinnon's um, goodbye to the show. Trust me on that. Uh, you would have seen a lot more from her and potentially uh, the show at least announcing it. She, um, I know that she has potentially some commitments that she's filming outside of the show at one point. Right. So I would expect some absence from her at some point in 2021. But that does not mean that she's leaving the show. We're going to be seeing her throughout the season. So uh, get that out of your mind, guys. It's, <laughs> you know, that but um Okay, well, so it was so, so bizarre that like yeah. uh, like Cecily returned for right. just the last episode, and now is gone again, and we still have no eighty uh, nine episodes in. So just the whole what we're doing with the most tenured cast members right now uh, feels very strange, and much like the giving it the role to uh, Alex uh, situation, where it's just like we, we need to just shit or get off the pot here. Like, just we need well, to here. This, this is what I'll say, Andrew. This is the first step to what you are going to see, whether it's in season thirty-seven or season uh, sorry, season forty-seven or season forty-eight. Um, it's late, <laughs> but you are going to see the the transition to what the future of SNL looks like because you have these long-term cast members who I know Lauren loves to keep around, but what I'm saying is, is that a lot of them, you know, we have potentially, we talked about it last week, potentially eight cast members that might be leaving sometime between, you know, this year and next year. And I believe that we are heading towards that, you know, last big cast that Lauren is going to be putting together. And I believe at this point with this Alex Moffat decision and whatever else, you know, like, you know, you see Heidi getting really good roles. Um, you know, you see uh, Chloe Fineman, you know, Ego, like people who are really, you know, stepping up this year, Boeing, um, the, like all the new, the new cast members they've hired over the last couple of years for the most part, um, you know, we are really heading towards a change. And it seems to me from everything, all the discussions, Andrew, that you and I have had, this is a really positive thing for somebody like you who sees the show kind of heading towards something better. And, and yep. you know, with regards to the pacing and the cast and the writers and the choices that they're making compared to maybe what they were three or four years ago. 
Yeah. And I mean, my thing is like, I, I just, I, I can't simply expect any of these people that have been there six, seven, eight years, nine years, uh, possibly, I can't remember. Um, to be giving their all to the show at this point, the the grinding machinery that is SNL. Uh, I mean, it just, yeah, I, I don't feel that uh, staying that long on the show is good for anybody, let alone not the performer, not the writers, not the show itself. It just, I don't think it pays out the dividends that, you know, possibly Lorne or whoever uh, thinks it does. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree from the, with this comment coming in from AK Syndrome. Kate, Cecily, AD, and Pete were planning on leaving the show at the end of the last season had it not been for the COVID-19 pandemic. Obviously, we don't 100% know that, but, you know, it makes a lot of sense that they, you know, the way that the season ended last year, they want to have a proper final season, whether that is this season or, you know, uh, sometime next year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, we we have we have you know six months or whatever. How long till the end of May? I guess five months. Um, we have five. <laughs> what months. is time? Yeah, what is time? Um, we have five months to speculate about all this stuff. Uh, I know a lot of people came here to talk a little bit about the show tonight. So let's let's get into uh, like a couple of these sketches. Um, which okay, so so this is this is exciting for me because I want I want to hear what the chat thinks. I want you guys to tell me what you think of some of these sketches because I know that Sammy like he grew up on SNL. In the Kristen Wiig era, like this is your era. I mean, it's it's mine too. But I'm saying, like, I know you love the Kristen Wiig era, and it seems to me like Andrew, like a lot of these Kristen recurring sketches don't really do it for you. So, so let mm. me start with Sammy. Tell, Sammy, tell me what you like. Like, we had Secret Word. We had um, the like Sue Surprise Lady came back. Like, were you excited to see these recurring characters for for you at least? You know, it was kind of you know it, it gave me that warm feeling of nostalgia, definitely of being a fan growing up in that era of SNL. Um, certainly Kristen Wiig had so many great characters on the show, you know, probably not in my, you know, top of the list of the ones I'd want to see back. I mean, secret word I love, but I feel like Bill Hader was such like an integral part of those sketches and Keenan does a great job as well as the announcer, but as um, Andrew goes and grabs his drink, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, you know, unfortunately with COVID, you know, wasn't expecting a, a Bill Hader appearance or anything like that. But, you know, I think they were serviceable. They, they definitely weren't, um, you know, the best iterations of those. And, you know, typically when a host comes back to do a character like that, you know, it, it will tend not to, you know, beat out on a classic unless you, you know, really do like a, an interesting twist on it. Um, mm. You know, would have liked to see like a target lady um, or, you know, Garth and Cat was, again, one that, like, with Christmas being around, I'm like, are they going to maybe do it? Could they get Fred Armisen on Zoom or something like that um, to do a socially distanced Garth and Cat? But, you know, I was happy to see them, um, you know, take them out of the SNL vault, but, you know, probably not my favorites of those iterations, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, just, I for me, I'm, I don't, get the appeal of secret word um and surprise sue like especially secret word because I, I feel the whole conceit is it's so obvious and i i don't get what people jive with like i don't you know, i'm not shaking my fist at people that enjoy it but like i it's simply i don't understand what people like about it i feel like it's uh, one of those sketches that like 90 percent of it is like what and then the 10 percent that they do where she's like 
holding her finger over the thing, it's just like, and reading the word that she's not supposed to read, just gives me like a really big chuckle. Like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, and I just don't really enjoy the big hammy performances that come out of those sketches as well. Uh, like, I, I do enjoy seeing scenery chewing on on the show for sure but when you build a whole sketch out of just the biggest campiest dumbest performances you can uh have and then built around like oh a secret word don't say the secret word she said the secret word and it's like <laughs> what am i what am i supposed to be laughing at here at it's like you know so uh, some of it's pretty baffling um yeah, but, you, know, but, but you know what? Sammy's right though. Like the the voice. If you go back to any of those old secret word sketches, the voice that uh, Bill Hader does in those sketches makes you feel like you're watching a sketch from the '60s. Like it makes it like a game show from the '60s. Like you're putting on Game Show Network and it's like an old show. And Keenan doesn't do that. Like Keenan is excellent in the game show host role in general because he just has that ability to do the long pause. But it's the voice that Bill Hader does that I feel like you're totally right. Sammy is like missing from that sketch. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I see some people like maybe comparing it to Celebrity Jeopardy and just I don't see that because I mean, you could at least get the different celebrity impressions in on it. Um, so I mean, I feel like it's a little bit different, like just Jeopardy itself as a game show has more to work with as its basis uh, of just the, the conceit of its Jeopardy rather than secret word. Um so I forget where I'm going with here, but uh, yes, <laughs> good. Okay, yes, good. Well, yeah. Good. Okay. Well, uh, no, I guess I was asking you about uh, recurring sketches. Is there is there a recurring wig sketch that you would have liked to have seen tonight? I uh, actually would have liked to see the Target Lady. I, I felt that would have been an interesting thing to see. Of what would what's the Target Lady like with now in this. Uh, pandemic situation that could have been fun um you know maybe if we had sudeikis in the building uh, another two a-holes uh could okay. have been fun um you know and that those are basically my two favorite reoccurring stuff aunt pam as well is it aunt pam i the, think it's the, aunt linda Aunt Linda, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I always well, want to. I was going to say, I was going to say, if they hadn't done Bailey, uh, you know, at the movies recently, I, I could have seen a good Aunt Linda Bailey pairing on Weekend Update because they both, you know, review movies and stuff like that. I think that could have been funny. Yeah, uh, one, uh, one of these days. But like, speaking of of reoccurring stuff that did come back this episode, I was overjoyed to see Willie. That's one of my favorites, okay. and it's been, I, it's possibly been two years since keenan has uh has done willie so that felt like a personal little christmas present for me of like oh my god they find they're, they're doing it they're doing willie and it was fun i laughed i had i yeah i had a, a great oh, time it's, with it's so great it's so yeah. great and uh weekend update was so good tonight it Fantastic. was it was just, you know, like we're talking about sketches that I think that um, that like Wig uh, could have been a part of that she didn't do. Like I would have loved to have seen a Kristen Wig um, update piece that we didn't get. Like you're talking about like an Aunt Linda or something like that. But it's really hard to complain about an incredible update. And you know what? They, they've kept yeah. update like pretty tight in the last few episodes. The fact that they like 
went for so long and I was like looking at the time I was like they're not going to be able to do a few of these sketches that got cut tonight and um and then you know they kept going uh on update and I was like oh my god they did three pieces and they're going to do the jokes they give to each other it was just and like it was all solid yeah. solid stuff I said the same thing about the three guests I'm like when was the last time we had three guests on update I don't think this season um but yeah I thought it was very solid Yes, um, and and Sammy, I couldn't help but think as uh, Chris Red comes on and plays Smokey Robinson, the the two Jews John, are going to be John on Luka. the podcast tonight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot. I was going to wish everybody when we when we logged on. Uh, I hope everyone had a, a happy Chanuka. Yes, exactly. Uh, last week. <laughs> um, yes, but it was so great to see Willie. I mean, I know it was a surprise for a lot of people to know that uh, Keenan and Chris were back. They're obviously filming yeah. uh, Keenan sitcom. Um, but to him to just show up as Willie, uh, good on you, Willie, for coming back. And uh, yeah, I know uh, I- I'm really excited to have seen that for sure. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this. Um, <laughs> I see Joe in the chat asking about his dog, Lucius. Uh, no mention of Lucius tonight. I so know. Hopefully- Hopefully Lucius is okay. Um, let's talk. Well, about he the- couldn't oh. make a he couldn't make a code out of him. That's that's very true. <laughs> um, let's talk about this Home Alone two sketch, which um, you know I was I, I saw you know they were I, I couldn't imagine what they were going to do. I thought for at first this was one of those things. Um, you know those sketches where where Keenan um, comes in and he's Reese DeWatt and he does like a classic re ending to some type of movie. Yeah, I thought cinema classics. Weird. Yeah, exactly. So I thought we were heading towards something like that. Um, and you know, I, I I think I saw your comments earlier, Andrew, about this one. Maybe you weren't feeling it as much, but. First of all, when I saw this, I was thinking, are they going to bring in Pierce Morgan to play the bird lady? <laughs> because that was like the internet's biggest thing in the last few weeks was right. that Pierce, if you go back to that movie. Pierce Morgan looks exactly like the bird lady from home. Really? I, I missed that. I okay. Missed so, that. so that was my first thought. And then when I got past, I don't know if the chat like knows about that, but anyways, when, when I got past that and we were going through the sketch, I could not believe the direction this sketch headed where basically the bird lady kills um, like Marvin Harry. Like, <laughs> Uh, to, to me, it was just, it was great. I don't know. Uh, Andrew, what did you think? Well, I'm glad we didn't go with the Trump stuff. Because when Home Alone 2 popped up, I was like, oh boy, what are we going to do with Trump here? And mm-hmm. thankfully, we didn't go that way. Um, but it was a, that was another one where I felt the pacing was so quick uh, that like it, it just kind of lost me. Like it happened. And I was like, Oh wait, Mikey day is Daniel Stern. That's kind of fun. Oh wait, now they're dying. And Oh, and the sketch is done. And like, it just didn't, did I needed a longer buildup, I think to, to kind of get into the, the rhythm of the sketch before it kind of hit me with the sudden violence. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like I did kind of chuckle at it, but it, it was another one where I felt like, ah, man, I actually felt like we could have actually gone just a tad longer with it uh, just to establish the beats better. Yeah. And for all for everybody in the chat, like all the people who analyze comedy and love it, like th- this is one of those sketches that I really like think like everybody should go back and watch because I think you're going to appreciate it differently on a second time than you will live. And this is part of the reason why it's so great to watch the show live is because you're experiencing this thing with everybody where it's like, we don't know where this sketch is headed. And then all of a sudden, um, the bird lady has blood sprayed over her face and like nobody knew that was going to happen. And it's so exciting. But then on a second watch, you view it differently because you know that thing is going to happen. So you end up evaluating the comment the comedy a little bit differently and Mm. that's why i find certain sketches like that that have that like shock ending like we're talking like haskell mentions in the chat he talks about you know the sketch you know turning it up to 11 at one point like 
you know, th these sketches on SNL are what makes SNL great because we can talk about them and we can analyze them and people have different viewpoints of the, about them. So I love that we're doing this. Uh, Sammy, what did you think about it? Well, it's funny because I, another comment from College Movie Geek, when they opened up on this sketch, I thought it was going to be on auditions tape, which I used to love all those yeah. audition tape sketches from back in the day. Um, the Back of the Future one, uh, Jurassic Park, those, those are all great. Um, you know, personally, you know, I didn't love this one either. I think it was a pacing issue for me um, because it kind of, you know, you know, had that abrupt ending towards the end where, you know, she kill, kills the guys. I kind of thought this might have worked a little better as a pre-tape where, you know, I can imagine like kind of the music swelling or and, you know, the audience kind of erupting. It, it seemed like something that had more of a pre-tape energy for me. I think, mm -hmm. John, you're right. Maybe when I go back, at, you know, knowing where it kind of goes at the end, I might enjoy it a little more. But it just didn't work for me entirely. And, and maybe, you know... I was just hoping for the auditions tape sketch. I don't know, but um, yeah. <laughs> and I always appreciate some ultra violence on SNL. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And somebody brought up farewell, Mr. Bunting, which I feel is you know that is I, the, I think that's the, like the bar to clear. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, maybe it was one where uh, doing it live didn't really. Uh, it kind of hurt it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, yes, and uh, our friend in the chat, JPS Productions, um, said that there was about 45 to 50 seconds cut from that Home Alone 2 between Dress and Air. So it would have been interesting to see the Dress version, too. I know we don't always get to see those things, but um, interesting, you know, to talk about the pacing that way and stuff like that. Um, this is what I want to do. So um, Andrew, Sammy, uh, let me know if you have other sketches that you want to talk about from tonight. But like I said, if you're in the chat, please send us some questions because, you know, we're going to go on for probably another half an hour. So let us know if you want us to talk about anything in particular. Like I said, this is an interactive show. So Sammy, um, just take a look in the chat, see if there's any good questions. And, and Andrew, let me know. Uh, what other sketch do you want to talk about? Grinch. What do we feel about that Grinch sketch? So, so I we, feel like that was a lot of that was a lot of squeeze for very little juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, at first, I was just I was double checking. I was like, "Is that Pete?" <laughs> like I was trying mm. to figure that out. Uh, you know, like compliments. Um, you know, we always talk about the crew and how hard they work. Compliments to the makeup department. Um, whether you agree with the the direction they went with it or not, I mean, he looked incredible. So. Um, it was just well, great, great to do that. But as far as the sketch was concerned, um, like a little bit of low hanging fruit, I guess. You know, putting Pete Davidson in the ridiculous costume has, has worked um, at least one other time this season during the Dave Chappelle episode. <laughs> so for me, that, you know, just that shock value alone gets me at, just as a Pete fan. I, I just love seeing him in, in ridiculous getups like that. Um, I thought I thought it worked as a as a, you know, towards the end of the show kind of just ridiculous we, we don't have a ton of um meat here but you know i, I don't know it, it kind of worked for me when they were kind of going back and forth about um you know the stuff they overheard at night and i and i really enjoyed seeing chloe and kyle uh, play siblings they did it during the pre-tape as well they like their chemistry together isn't something i was expecting would be something i like needed but i like love them as a pairing and like would really enjoy seeing more of their work together. 
Yeah, here's a, here's a couple weird things that threw me off. Number one, um, Chloe's nose was not done properly. So if you go back and look at that, the live show. Nose, the live yeah, show. I know, I know, I know, I know. Whatever. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, second of all, um, why can't we get Kyle Mooney in a sketch where he's not playing a five year old boy? <laughs> like ninety <laughs> percent like elf, elf sir, or um, you know, young child. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, let's take this question. So um, Joe in the chat says, recently the AV club called out SNL for adding those pre-G heartwarming endings to pre-tapes. Do those bother you? Do you notice them? Uh, Andrew, I know you love like your hard-nosed comedy. So how do you feel about these heartwarming endings to pre-tapes? Uh, I do feel that, that the voiceover was unnecessary. I'm glad we didn't throw it to some text about like, oh, appreciate your mom on the holidays or something. Because yeah, I do feel we've done that a little bit too much. I felt like that that sketch could have just just ended you know didn't need the voiceover uh at all so I mean, it didn't really take away from it but it did seem like we were getting back to a well that was like we've been too too often and uh yeah it did feel kind of a little bit unneeded hmm. okay okay um sammy anything else we have in the chat uh, any any questions from our friends um, questions wise, I mean, we do have this question about Chloe's nose. You know, I think we, yeah, Chloe didn't know. Who knows? Yes. Yeah. We noticed um, that. Um, yeah. Keep, oh, so she just didn't have a nose yeah. at all. No, she like had like a, like they almost like drew a red spot on her nose, but it wasn't a, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, a, it, it threw me off for I a wonder second. if she was like a late, uh, addition to the sketch then. Yeah. It's always like somebody always else was that. supposed to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys um, uh, do you guys know uh, the answer to this? Did Pete reference his Grinch impression in an earlier sketch? Maybe Saoirse Ronan episode. I don't know. It's not really uh, ringing a bell for me. College movie geek, uh, come back on Tuesday. I'll have an answer for you later. But that's that's definitely uh, a possibility for sure. Um, uh, you know, there is one thing I do want to talk about because, and, and I'm allowed to talk about this because this was on Instagram. So uh, I'm not spoiling anything, but th there was a sketch that was cut in dress, which I thought was like, whoa, are they really doing this? But then it was more obvious than I thought it was. This super showcase, which was done on Maya's like first time hosting, I guess, nine years ago, um, where they completely broke and they drove a golf cart like through the back set. Um, you yeah. know, just knowing the way that SNL has been with, you know, their sketch choices in the last uh, few years, I was pretty surprised that that one wasn't in there. What do you think, Andrew? I, I mean, I think it was a good call. That's one of those things like kind of like with Debbie Downer where, you know, it was it was it was fun to see the chaos that it devolved into uh, the first time. But I don't think the sketch itself uh, performed normally would have amused me as much as as what happened uh, the first time around. So and it just didn't really seem like uh something that was necessary to come back so i i felt you know that was a solid choice to to cut that because yeah I, I don't know i didn't yeah. really need it yeah totally fair um i think one of the sketches that like you mentioned but we didn't really get into very much was the um the teacher one where you know we had uh we had ego and you said like she was absolutely fantastic in that mm -hmm. sketch um yeah give me give me your two cents on that one Oh, well, it, first of all, it was nice to see Andrew Desmukes uh, in yeah. a leading role for the first time, basically. I mean, you know, a two-hander with Ego and, and you know, Kristen in there as well. Uh, so that was nice just to see him get lines. Hey, lines for Andrew. That's nice. Uh, but, yeah, I just I loved the instant, uh, you know, devolved 
what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to get there. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I just like how it, like, it, yeah, it's, it's like rejection or what are you? Yeah, oh, I just, I like how it took, you know, it, you think you're going somewhere and then it immediately takes that turn and, and starts to, uh, you know, yeah, unravel it immediately itself immediately, immediately. Their, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that pre-tape. Um, I might be one of the only people uh, watching this right now who has seen uh, a teacher. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that show. Um, it's oh, this is based on something. That's I, this is a real show. Um, I had no idea. Okay, so give us the. De- I had no idea. Yeah, uh, oh. it's Kate Mara and and Nick Robinson. Kate Mara uh, is the teacher, and yeah, it's about you know a a, a te- I've seen the first three episodes. A teacher and a a high school student. Uh, the weird, interesting relationship uh, unfolds between them, but uh, the way that they twisted it with Ego, she she has been uh, the last couple of episodes really standing out for me. Um, and the what, what was the 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 sketch from last week, the talk show that she did? I, I thought that oh, was with like, Dion the Dion Warwick. That was sketch. that was a, a fantastic show just for her, and I was happy yeah. to see them kind of continue that um, kind of momentum for her this episode um she really stood out in that sketch uh for me and it's just nice to see her get you know just plainly comedic roles because i right. think for a while just she was in a and she's a strong straight man but i i felt mm-hmm. like that's you know she was just newscaster uh for a lot of it and uh certainly you know more than serviceable in the role but uh yeah to see actually ego be funny you know just uh, as a character uh was great and yeah just instantly just yeah hard right turn into like you are a c plus student at best <laughs> like you can <laughs> hardly read and just off to the races uh yeah great and yeah, yeah. It, it, it works as a parody because i had no clue it was a real thing and uh, the my enjoyment of the sketch uh, didn't, you know, didn't depend on that. Well, it's funny you uh, say that as you know, not knowing like the basis of something, and it's still kind of working for you because that's how I felt about the impression that Chris Red was doing on Update. I didn't know. Oh, you um, didn't see this? I I did not see this. I, I did not. This did not hit my radar. Um, <laughs> who's the guy that he was impersonating? Smokey okay, Robinson. Smokey Robinson. I, I, I might be uncultured. I might, I might be uncultured. I didn't okay, know. You're, you you're you're uncultured. But the um <laughs> the this is a Motown singer from you know like one of the greatest Motown singers of all time. But okay. it was very I'm from Detroit. That's a little sad. We have to bring everything. We have to bring in someone an understudy for you from the chat right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Th- this was this was completely on my radar because um I know I I'm sure you guys have been to like book cameo which was referenced in the uh the uh, family presence sketch actually right. but uh people book cameos all the time from people to wish people happy birthday and and uh like there's all these celebrities on there that say ridiculous ridiculous things and what is up the- with justin no thank, what are you thank saying you, thank you justin i you know i'm i'm on the know who smoky robinson is <laughs> of course, of course we do. but the uh, even if he's throwing me a bone it's okay <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, I, I I thought that was hilarious, and uh, yeah, love like, all of update was great, and then the jokes and stuff. Like, it, it's funny that the the Colin and and Ch- and Chase stuff, like the joke swap thing, like never gets old. Like as much as they do that, like every six months, yeah, it, it never gets old, and it's you, crazy you, to me. What what do you think about that, uh, Andrew? Oh, I, I I think it was their best yet. Yeah. Um, 
I can't believe uh, they went they went like full Rosa Parks. <laughs> that was amazing. And then the Scarjo. The Scarjo joke, joke was fantastic. Just, was yeah, Scarjo amazing? Just kept uh, one upping itself. Uh, so and just the cherry on top of a, a fantastic update for sure. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that might be my favorite joke trade off for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, look, I mean, like I said, there was there was good, there was bad, but you know, overall, like uh, from everything I'm hearing, like there's there's not a lot you don't like, Andrew, in this episode. So I'm, I'm impressed. Mm. I mean, like I said, I, just the live sketches didn't do terribly much for me. Um, I mean, what else are we missing? What have we not touched on? Uh, yet? I, I want to talk about the army sketch. Okay, let's do that again. Yeah. Again, Bo and Yang for me. Uh, it's cool to see him like getting a lot of screen time. I mean, uh, I, I feel like when him and Chloe joined the show at the same time, uh, it seemed like Chloe was kind of uh, eclipsing him a little bit, but I, I think over the past couple of weeks, Bowen has really uh, stepped up and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, this army sketch. It just, I, I had no idea where it was going and uh, it was, you know, kind of in and out. I didn't think it went too long or anything like that. It, that one really worked for me. Well, you know who made that sketch? Um, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Dua Lipa absolutely <laughs> yeah, crushed yeah, it right that sketch. And yeah. um, I, I hope, you know what, like, uh, sorry guys, but like, I, I hope they bring back Dua Lipa as a host one day. Like, I want to see what she can do now. Yeah. Like, I was just, she, I was she so, like she could hang. I, hmm. I, I, was, I was really interested in that. I mean, look, look the sketch itself, like, was was okay. Um, you know, like, when I whenever I see an army sketch on SNL, like, Chad, tell me if you agree, but I always think back to the time that Phil Hartman came back to host, and they did that one where it's like, um, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you're gonna die. Like, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. And oh, they like went through a video. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like an absolute yeah, yeah. classic um, one. So I, I like I can't not think when I see an army sketch on SNL of that particular sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, but the <laughs> the USO one, uh, look, it, it was okay. But like this type of music, like I felt like I felt like they crossed two jokes, and the joke was like he's playing a woman and she's playing a man, and like that was like one joke. But the other Wait. joke was like this is supposed to be like a 2020 song happening in the 1940s. And yeah, I, felt I thought like, that was just the conceit. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I was like, I, I felt like those two things were like weird together, but like if the whole thing was like, what is this 2020 music? Like, like, like that, like right. maybe had more of a, a thing. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. but that's it it, that, it, it. it didn't do much for me, but uh, it was, you know, I, I talking about Dua Lipa, um, First of all, she stepped out. I thought it was Gal Gadot. Uh, I'll say that much. <laughs> I, then, oh, yeah, I actually thought that too. It's just funny. Yeah. Well, In her two performances, I, I, I've never heard her music before. Um, I enjoyed it. Those are good songs. Um, you would think it would be Gal Gadot, though, because, I mean, obviously, she may not be in the building, Woman, but yeah. it could be Gal Gadot because of Wonder Woman. Um, so yeah. To- it's not and, even like and a- Kristen Wiig's in that. Yeah, yeah. it's not even a crazy well, call. Um, look, uh, it was pointed out in the chat, and, like, I do want to bring this up. Like, let's let's talk about Heidi's um, Landis uh, Trotter, the Instagram lady. Um, yeah. Is that a uh, new character? Has she done mm-hmm. that before? Yeah, that's so new. Yeah, okay, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's new. Um, that was great. Like, I mean, not that I'm surprised by anything that Heidi does, but I just think that, like, um, like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm on Instagram a lot, so I see these things. But, but it was just like totally spot on. So, um, and and it wasn't wasn't spot on in the way that like you see something happen in politics, and then when SNL does it, it's like not funny because it's just a repeat. Like she had like a good spin on it. I thought the writing was good. Like there was just nothing to complain about there. Like I I, I thought it was great. Yeah, uh, and just, yeah, Heidi always kills it on an update, for sure. 
Um, here's my thing at this point in Heidi's tenure, and I'm going to watch my words because Justin's in the chat. Um, I want to see these characters break out into sketches. This was one where I felt like this, uh, uh, you know, a four update in our correspondence. This one felt a little bit too short for me and needed more uh, a space, you know, needed a sketch to do something with than just at the update table. And I, I know she does great there and uh, I had fun with it, but it, it was another one where it's like, I want to see these characters branch out. Like the one time that they, uh, what was that? The, during the at home uh, episodes where Bailey Gizmart yeah. finally branched out and we saw her show. Um, like that was perfect. Like, yes, there we go. That's what we should be doing. So I don't, I don't think you're saying anything bad. I just think the thing is, is like, like Heidi kills it on update. It's mm -hmm. it's known, and like that that absolutely will help her on the show, off the show, whatever it is, because she has the spotlight on her. That's great. I I don't think what you're saying is wrong. Like she she could do both things. She can have great stuff on update, and I hope that also she ends up having these great sketches. What you do have is a host tonight who was known for her characters and sketches and also did great update work. So it's almost like Kristen is an interesting case study for somebody like Heidi about like, you know, taking those characters and potentially moving them in and out of update. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something to potentially look forward to in 2021. And that's what I, I, yeah, I, I would, want more of. I want more of Heidi in sketches for sure. Just, I think we all want that. I mean, I, you know, have said on the show, you guys can quote me that, uh, you know, Heidi, she's going to win an Oscar one day. She commits to her characters. Uh, I, I she continues to impress me. Uh, I, I pulled up this comment in the chat. Uh, I want to get your guys' take on this. Ever since Seth's update, every update character just feels like its own mini sketch. Do you guys have an opinion on this at all, or kind of see what they're um, saying here? Um, another comment. Yeah, I need I need more, but I need more information. A smaller about that. cast, you could probably stretch those <laughs> update bits out into an actual hostless sketches. Okay, so you maybe maybe the maybe if it's Ruby, I think what Ruby you're trying to say is basically that maybe Seth was a little bit more involved in the actual writing of the update characters. Like there was a lot more back and forth potentially um, there, where you had like a Stefan and and Seth is built into the Stefan world, and maybe Seth with Drunk Uncle was built into a little bit more of that. But I certainly think you see that with Colin. So I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, and maybe like, you know, like I love the ex-porn stars and, you know, certainly they existed as their own sketches, but you could easily see them just doing that at the update table as well. You yeah. Know? Um, so and I don't know if that's good or bad, honestly. Um, and I'm kind of fine with that utilizing update in that way that we can get those breaks where it's just... Um, you know, it is like a mini sketch in the middle of, of update. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Cool. All right. Well, chat, let us know if there's anything else from this particular episode that you want us to talk about. Um, we're obviously going to get into more stuff on our next show that we do uh, this coming week. But um, let me ask you guys, because I know this is this is more of a subject I'd like to save for the roundtables. But I am curious, you know, this is the last time I'll be hearing from both of you in 2020 on the podcast. Um, you know, just give me like a little bit of a, a summary of, you know, some some positive things that happened in the fall of 2020 for SNL that we want to see moving forward into 2021. So, you know, nine episodes down, we're halfway through the season, uh, probably some more more than nine in 2021. But, you know, tell me something that you, you know, you really felt like was a good positive step that you want to see moving forward into the new year. Um, Sammy, I'll start with you. Andrew looks like sure. he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I, um, that's an interesting question. I think, 
you know, I think the restraints that they currently have with COVID, not being able to bring people in for, you know, a bit or a cameo or whatever, the way that they kind of have to, um, you know, as our friend at SNL has a cast, um, you know, likes to preach, uh, Andrew, you know, SNL has a cast. So I think, and this episode is a, is a, is a big stepping stone in the direction of what a post Trump SNL is going to look like. And I think, um, especially in these episodes that have come back since, uh, after the break, um, that we had, uh, I think they're really leaning on the cast. I mean, there are people that aren't going to be there because of scheduling conflicts and that's still something that's a little weird, but I think, you know, the featured players are getting a lot more screen time. Uh, maybe if the, the, you know, the roles aren't the juiciest, they're, they're getting their face out there. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's great that they're kind of leaning on that and, you know, Alex Moffat is, you know, being Biden is, you know, the perfect encapsulation of that. You know, I personally, uh, you know, wasn't thrilled by his appearance, but it was so brief that, you know, I, I can't judge the character. And I know over the next couple of weeks, he's going to, you know, uh, improve, give it time, improve on it, give it time. And I love Alex Moffat. And, I, and he's the guy who I've been advocating to take on the Biden role um, for months, even before they announced Carrie. So I'm, I'm it was so obvious. Yes, it's so obvious. So I'm, I'm happy with the direction the show is going, even if, you know, there are episodes here and there that, you know, fell a little flat for me. I, I'm actually positive about, you know, SNL the season one kind of going into the season. I had some trepidation about what this COVID SNL is going to look like. So I, I'm feeling good as an SNL fan. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what about you? Any, anything um, that you really saw like as a positive in fall of 2020 that you want to move into next year? Well, we've been getting more sort of quieter slice of life type of sketches, a little bit more dramatic um, things. And I always appreciate that because I, I do want SNL to be doing that. doesn't have to be every episode, doesn't have to be the entire episode. Uh, but I, I do like the quieter things. Uh, and, and that's kind of why like the Bill Burr and the, the Issa Rae uh, episodes, I think, kind of really stood out to me, uh, especially back when that was you know, sort of earlier in the season where I guess COVID protocols really did make them uh, stretch the sketches out. Uh, it, re it really gave things time to breathe. And I appreciated that uh, for sure. And I like that we're getting around finally in this season to maybe finding out what Lauren Holt and Andrew and Punky can kind of bring to the show. I mean, Punky's been sprinkled in uh, throughout the episodes, but still yet to really get a, a true bead on, on what she brings. But it, it does seem like the show is slowly getting back into a better place, generally just you know utilizing its cast to do the things that they were hired for and uh maybe a variety of tone and uh comedic sensibilities and and that's really what i want you know i i don't really come specifically for a, a single cast member or whatever you know it, it's just simply enjoyment of the show so i i think they're building up a basis of just making the show itself fun again and, and interesting. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, I do want to cover some of these questions before we head out for tonight, but like, you know, Justin asks here, what's your favorite moment of the first half of the season? And for me, like, Look, the world has been effing crazy in 2020. Like it is like that's, you know, for everybody, for a variety of reasons. And it's just, it's so nice to have SNL back. It's so comforting. And the fact that we're, it's 2 a.m. And we have 40 people watching us in the chat, asking us questions about the show we just watched goes to show you how much people connect with this show. And it, it's a wonderful show. And the fact that it's been going on for 46 years, uh, the, we're back. And I really feel like the quality of the show continues to be improving. And uh, they, they're taking positive steps, including like like we said tonight about the Alex and Biden thing and potentially using. I, I mean, I saw I think it was Haskell who said his biggest takeaway, you know, is that we can lose, you know, the one of the best trios of women they've ever had on the show and still have Heidi, Chloe and Ego jump in and not miss a beat. Like we mm -hmm. have a lot of positive mm -hmm. things to look forward to in SNL as we, you know, head towards the new year and, and this like little bit of a break that we have, like, I hope we're all feeling, you know, there were some good episodes, there were some not so good episodes that always happens in any single season, but there's a lot to look forward to with Saturday Night Live. And, you know, that's what makes me excited. So that's my little rant. Um, before we're done for the night, let's just go through if there's any last questions that I'll just, you know, do some rapid fire to, oh, and to, to answer yeah. Justin's question, uh, strong. Yeah, Strollin, the the pre-tape. Uh that was my <laughs> favorite of okay. uh of the season so far, I think. That's what jumps out in my memory. I I really thought that was uh their best political satire of of the year so far. Mm. All right. Uh AK Syndrome says halfway through season 46, what's your favorite episode to date, guys? Sammy, what's your favorite episode? Give it to me quick. <sighs> this may be recency bias, but I really liked Shaomay's episode last week. I've rewatched it today. Um I, I just think that he's like the host you bring in that you don't think is going to make a big impression. And wow, he's someone I want to see come back every season, kind of like an Adam driver in a sense. So it, it might be a recency thing, but I think Chalamet for me. Yeah. Andrew, what about you? Uh, the, the Chalamet episode was strong. I feel that's probably what the show should look like, uh, to appease a wider range of people. But for me, uh, still the Issa Rae, I think episode is, is my favorite, but that was very divisive. Uh, it seemed, uh, I think because it did seem to lean a lot on, on quieter, uh, pieces for the night, uh, but that really that really jived with me uh, during that week. So, uh, yeah, I think the Chalamet episode is kind of what the, the nice balance of where what they want to go with. Um, OK, cool. And, uh, and I, I do want them to just, you know, give more time to the, the sketches. I don't want to get back to the, the just blapping out three minute sketches again. Like I, I do. I was liking the extra time. OK. That's a so. good. That's a good point. Um, College Movie Geek says, uh, "Do you want to see long streaks of back-to-back -back episodes again, or do you like the two-ish weeks on, two-ish weeks off?" Um, College Movie Geek, I will let you know. There's, you know, potentially a chance we could be seeing these long stretch of episodes again. I don't know. It's, I'm sure things are still TBD as we move forward. Um, what do you think, uh, Sammy? Do you want to see these long stretches of episodes going six or potentially five in a row? Or well, I, I was, I was shaking my head there um, in a negative sense. I, I kind of get why they did it at the beginning of the season because of the way with the election cycle you, you needed to do it. But I personally thought um, these last three episodes having 
Um, three back to back is kind of for me the the max I typically want. And if you had asked yeah. me before this season and you told me they were going to do six in a row, I probably would have been like pretty excited. But then I remember, oh yeah, when SNL does four in a row, they can kind of get tapped out a little bit. And I don't blame them. I mean, it's a live show. You're working nonstop for four weeks straight. Um, so I personally would not want that. But you no. know, they got to do what they got to do. Yeah. yeah, no, and I don't, I don't know what would, why it would be necessary in the next year to do another big block of episodes. Uh, maybe they know, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe they know something I don't uh, in terms of scheduling or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, three at most. Um, and actually, the speaking of the at homes, <laughs> I was kind of enjoying the week on week off schedule. <laughs> like I, I kind of mm. enjoyed that uh, in a weird way. So. Uh, but yeah, if we're just going to stick to our, our usual SNL schedules, like, yeah, no more than three, please. Three okay. on, two off. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's take this question from Ruby. Uh, what sort of potential do we see in Lauren and AD? I like to call him Dismukes. Um, Lauren seems like she could take Mikey's role of reacting to things. Uh, what do we think? Uh, let, let's throw Punky in there, too. What do we think about our uh, three rookies uh, so far this season? Uh, so, uh, Andrew, what about you? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think Punky is basically run away with it just by sheer force of having more screen time. Um, mostly I, I don't know what they're going to bring, uh, still yet. I mean, like, I, I think people are still confusing Lauren with 80 and, you know, it's hard to blame them. Um, so I think she, more than anybody probably needs something to really differentiate herself right now. Like to really say, this is who I, I'm, I'm Lauren Holt, not 80. Um, so we should probably be doing that. And, you know, again, this episode was, we're getting there with Andrew. I still don't know what he's going to be bringing. Um, which was strange. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, he was he's an ascended writer, you know, wrote on the show for a couple of years and now they brought him into the cast. And, you know, I am still kind of, uh, you know, I'm not like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have hired this guy. But it was I am sort of sort of wondering, like, but but why? Like, you know, like I can only yeah. wonder why right now, because. You know, is this just going to be another time where we just hire, you know, like a Mike O'Brien where it's just like, oh, yeah, now you're, uh, the, oh, wait, ah, forget it. You know, and I don't want to see that again. So, right. Like a Tim Robinson kind of thing. Yeah. And I felt um, like Tim did well, but, you know, it, he did it, well. It, yeah, for sure. It yeah, just, it so rarely worked. I, th I think only Mikey is the only one that, that really hit the ground running with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one that I would compare that I would say would probably uh, would be that that person that would transition really easily from a writer to a performer. Um, Sally, why don't you take this question? Uh, who would you like to see host in 2021? I know Ooh. you're you're tapped into all the uh, the movies, TV shows, everything coming out. Anybody Man. that you would uh, you you, uh, you gave us a Chappelle prediction earlier in the season. Right. So anybody you think chat, if you have any ideas for anyone you would like to see host in 2021, put it, put it in the chat right now. We'll bring some of those up as we uh, slowly close our episode for tonight. So I said this because of Mandalorian, and then I said this because of Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Pedro Pascal, um, he, you know, seems like someone who you wouldn't expect to be super funny, but um, I don't know if you guys are commun community fans, but they did a table read earlier on in the 
uh, quarantine situation where he uh, was part of the table read, and and I thought he was hilarious so i i would love to see him host especially well in january is always weirdo character actor month so right you know that's when adam driver i think hosted for the first time mm-hmm. so. so yeah if, if uh, pedro that's, pascal that's fine my, time my choice yeah um yeah anybody for you andrew that you would like to see host in 2021 hmm i mean you know i'm looking at the chat here a lot of i, I have heard a lot about Patton. You know, people wanted Patton as Bill Burr, and I was like, no, thank you. But, you know, if if Patton wants to host, that'd be great. Um, So Patton's fine. Um, I am not really hooked into modern culture, so uh, I really don't have anybody that that stands out right now. Um, So... I'm going to vote yeah, for somebody that's like completely off, off the like, but I just know that this person would kill it. Uh, Stephen Amell, uh, I think, would be an excellent SNL host. So interesting. Ooh, interesting. Bob Moynihan. Yes. Let's yeah, bring yeah. Bobby. Bobby. Yes. This is, sure. yeah, this is something that. I need. Bobby is one of my favorite cast members mm-hmm. ever. So oh, they, absolutely. They could do that. Yeah, All right. So, so yeah. let's, um, so yeah, so we got, we got some rich, interesting ideas. Thank you, Darren, for this one. Um, so, um, that's, that's okay. definitely, that could be a good one. Um, okay. So guys, it's almost two fifteen in the morning. This was really exciting to do. Um, I'm, I'm really thrilled about, uh, being able to break down the episode with you guys in this way. I thought it was fun. So hopefully the chat did too, and we can do this again. Um, you know, it's not going to be an every week thing. This is going to be like maybe a few times a season, but if, if people like it, I'm, I'm happy to find a way to do this some more. We have, like I said, a rotating panel of contributors that contribute to our show so we can get some different people in um, Baby Yoda potentially hosting in 2021. <laughs> uh, Kyle is Baby Yoda. Yeah, just, Ky- yeah. just Kyle in character for the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so before I wrap up, up uh andrew plug whatever you want to plug go ahead Ooh we well vintage snl podcast that's what i have it's called that week in snl uh we just did our holiday episode covering the jack black neil young episode from what was that 2005 that's the uh episode with uh the, the lazy sunday uh, christmas time for the jews uh the spelling bee sketch with will forte we did that with uh john from uh Hello, SNL podcast, uh, SNL after party. So we did that. Uh, Darren's in the the chat too. We just uh, had him on the show to talk about the first uh, John Goodman episode. So yeah, always talking about uh, vintage SNL episodes over at our podcast. We're also on Twitter, uh, annoying Justin with our takes. (laughs) And uh, yeah, always having fun. Love SNL. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, Sammy, where can people reach out to you? That's Sammy K. Yes, that's Sammy K on Twitter. You can uh, see me do some uh, very dumb jokes on Twitter. Um, and see me on this show. Um, if you haven't checked out the Superfan Takeover episode that we did a couple weeks back, please check it out. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had a bunch of games planned uh, for that episode that we did not get to. So hopefully, you know, in the near future, we can do another one of those and um, you'll join us. Yeah, expect one of those in the next few weeks during our off weeks. And uh, yeah, like I said, but before we get to the off week, everybody come 
back on Tuesday, check out our show that we have. We are doing a very special roundtable doing, you know, we covered a little bit more sketch by sketch tonight, but we always like to do a little bit of a more macro look, get into the stats, talk about the state of the union of SNL and everything we have moving forward to 2021. We have a great panel. I don't usually announce the panel just in case there's some changes, but I think we should be good because we got some really interesting people coming with us. We got Dave Buckman, who was with us for a couple shows at the beginning of the year. We have Rich, T Rich Tackenberg, always one of my favorite SNL comments and we have Mike Bloom joining us who has you know, done many, many SNL uh, podcasts and other podcasts. He does a, a Lost podcast uh, rewatch right now and uh, different uh, podcasts covering Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race. So he is an excellent podcaster joining us. So uh, join us on Tuesday for Dave Buckman, Rich Tackenberg and Mike Bloom, where we're going to have a lot of fun talking about our mid-season finale. So thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you to everybody in the chat. I hope you, uh, I hope we didn't keep you up too late, but if you missed this, you can always, uh, we're going to put the audio up tomorrow to check it out. So thank you all for joining us. Have a great week ahead. We will see you soon. Thanks guys.